Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A good morning, a good afternoon, and a good evening to you, however you may be listening, and wherever you may be listening. This is the Man on the Post podcast, one of our daily uh, World Cup specials. And let's be honest, it could not be more special than this, for many reasons. A, England have won a penalty shootout, so good luck, that must mean the end of the world is coming. But we're also joined by an incredibly special guest. Now, those of you who've listened to the podcast for a number of years, uh, this was before my time, but Man of the Post won a a rather prestigious award up in Manchester, and one of our regular guests, Colin, was the one who uh, received it on, I don't want to say our behalf, because again, it was sort of before I came onto the thing, but on the Man of the Post behalf, and he was joined by his wonderful mother at the time, for reasons that, you know, well, good on him, he, you know, Decided to go by his mother. He had his moment in the sunshine, brought his mother all good stuff. <laughs> but now, here's the important thing. Colin's mother has decided to join us on this very special podcast tonight. So it gives me great pleasure to say a good evening, because it is evening where we're recording, to Mrs. Sowerby. Miss Sowerby, Miss no, no. good evening. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. Um, and and also, well, it's Colin here. Just like oh, Colin is here as well. But I thought I'd give I thought I'd give the mother all the hype that she deserved for bringing well, absolutely, such a wonderful human mate. being into the world. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically. Um, yeah. Hi, it's Matt and Colin on the podcast today. Um, but I do remember there's a bit of a Twitter furore uh, when we were up for our award in 2015 as like the best sports podcast um, and we won it at the UK Podcasters Awards and um, I was the one who turned up and, and got the amazing trophy um, but I didn't want to be alone so um, I invited my mum to come with me and she was there as well and we had a lot of wine, a lot of fizzy champagnes um, hors d'oeuvres nuts and things like that and olives um but yes she was with me but she was referred to as hashtag colin's mum um but she's never actually been on a podcast before so i thought since my mum's here with me right now um because my mum's just visiting at the moment uh i just thought what a great opportunity for the amanda post podcast listenership to to embrace Colin's mum, and we're very ha- and we're very happy to do that you know, in any way that we can. So so what I'm going to do, Matt, is I'm sharing a headset and a microphone. So I'm now going to put that on my mother's head. Okay. <laughs> right, Mr. Sowerby, a very good evening to you then. 
evening to you, Matt. Right, so first things first, I mean, I assume you enjoy. How, how did you survive getting through that game? Only just, I absolutely, I'm sure I nearly give myself a heart attack through jumping up and down because it got so, you know, so really exciting at the end. There, was there any was there any point at when you thought, hang on, England aren't going to be aren't going to be able to get through this? Yes, because that that's when I sort of put my head in my in my knees <laughs> and bent over. Yes. Right. So, other than, other than the England games, have you been enjoying enjoying the World Cup thus far, or have, or, yes. or have you just been following the England games? Just England, yes. I'm Yorkshire, so I'm really... And we've got so many Yorkshire players in England, and that's why they're doing well this year. Right, I was going to say, but was James Milner part of the last England squad? He's a proud Yorkshireman, so maybe it was just the wrong York, the wrong Yorkshireman in the team. Or is there is there such a thing as a wrong Yorkshireman? No, any Yorkshireman is worth his weight in gold. <laughs> right, and I'm just trying to think, uh, this... Yeah, because uh, Steve McLaren is a Yorkshireman, and he was an England manager. So, and he was holding them back. So, so there, so there obviously are a few. But other than that, we need to really get into the juicy stuff. So, what was Colin like as a child? Please, we, the listeners are dying to know. Has he always been this grumpy? No, no, he was a very, uh, very gentle boy, very clever, very clever, and quite. Quiet, actually. He's, he's surprised me as he's grown older. He's got a bit more bombastic. What changed? What was the moment in his life that sort of said, right, this is it, all that happy-go-lucky stuff's going out the window. I'm going to you know, be ticked off as a life person now. Uh, I think when he uh, went to work for Ford. So it was yes. Ford that ruined him? Yeah. No. No, it made him. <laughs> Ah, it's lovely. So, Mrs. Sobey, again, just a very, very, thanks very much. You know, we were struggling to get guests together and you've stepped up to the plate magnificently. And I'm pretty sure we'll be more than happy to have you on, have you on again at any time, whenever you and Colin happen to be together. Oh, hopefully, yes, yes. Well, um, he's not your, he, this isn't like Colin's lucky ritual now, is it? He's not going to be watching the whole tournament with you, is he? Uh, I don't know, but I'm here for quite a, a week, so maybe we'll catch a few more games. Okay, so if England win this... We might be able to watch the uh, World Cup final together oh. if England are in there. Oh, well, hopefully we might be able to watch the World Cup final together if England gets there. So if England win the World Cup, we're putting it down to Yorkshireman and Collins and hashtag Collins mum is basically what we're alluding to. Definitely, here. definitely. Right, please talk me back on to Colin now. I will. <laughs> but night, again, Matt. thank you very much. And a good night to you as well. Well, that was a that was a very special treat. A bit of a surprise that Colin sprung it on me here, but well, as I said, ever the delight. Yeah, but brilliant. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Um, I couldn't hear the questions you were asking my mum, but um, I will cash them up with uh, relish on the podcast. Thank Indeed you very much. Now. That's that out of the way. Let's get on to the serious stuff. So, as I'm sure everyone is aware, because we're going to love and as a Welshman, this pain has been said, England through to the World Cup quarter-final as a result of their victory on penalties. Yes, oh, yeah. penalties against 
against Colombia. The game finished one all. Harry Kane with a penalty, and then a guy whose name I'm not even going to try to remember because it was so long ago in this heat uh, manages to score a header right at the end of extra t- of injury time in normal time. England get through extra time, and then through some divine miracle, England get through on penalties. So now gives me somewhat pleasure to introduce a very proud Englishman and a very proud Yorkshireman Colin just just go on just let's let it all out England win let it all out um I think I let it all out when um the uh, Columbia equalized in the uh, extra time um that's when I let it all out uh, but enough about my toilet habits um I mean, I, I, I'm not entirely sure what to say here, Matt, because, let's be honest, none of us here, and I think I speak for all of the people who were on Man of Post podcast, expected England to be in the last eight. Um, can I correct you there? I did. <laughs> oh, did you? Yes, before the um, before the tournament predicted, um, it goes back to something... Um, the uh, uh, sheet of integrity it's a thing on ESPN to do with March Madness but whenever before tournament starts I always do my prediction it, it's some, I'm sure pre- pre- people always do this they fill out they have a wall chart that they fill in they predict you know how everything's going to turn out and this is the thing that pains me is I actually predicted England would beat Colombia on penalties after a one all the only difference is I get to, <sighs> I'll, I'll send it over so you can sort of attach it to the man. That's post. amazing. You can attach it to the man. There's the bit of proof that I have is that I then had England losing to Germany three one in the in the quarterfinals. So this has so this thing hasn't been staged in any way. But no, I thought England. I thought England would get through. I didn't think it would be this hard for them because Colombia, as good a side as they are, and as well as you know they topped the group, haven't really. You know, impressed. There's no for the whole tournament. There's no. There's been no standout team, and Colombia and Colombia come into this, um, into into this conversation. There's no team that you can put your feet out and say, right, this is a good team, or this is a bad team. You know, maybe the likes of Saudi Arabia and Panama aside. So, I think I thought England would struggle, um, but. Yeah, I, I, can, I can I can only give I can only give them you no know, credit as much as much as it pains me that finally this curse is over and you know there's been a lot of critics of Gareth Southgate I'm you know a bit yeah you know, I can I take, was one yeah I, I'm James Rowe as well who's on our Sunday show could take him or leave him I'm of the opinion of he was the best English manager available at the time so you know I was going let's go with it but it's not me um, but I think he's got something there. And he's got something about him, and maybe that's the mindset. And James Rowe, he may have talked about it on the podcast, he definitely said it on the WhatsApp group, is that it's now come full circle. And Gareth Southgate now, that after his miss in 96, it's like a redemption for him. 100% agree. I mean, it, it's, it's quite insane, isn't it? I mean... Um, <laughs> Apparently, the uh, sales of waistcoats has gone through the roof because Gareth Southgate's wearing one. 
Is this I in mean, the similar? Is this in the similar vein to how um, uh, padded vests went up when Tim Sherwood was managing Spurs? Oh yeah, uh, the um, the gilet. If you, if you, um, if you, I don't prefer. I don't want to use that term, but yeah, go for no, it. No, I, I use body warmer. Body warmer, <laughs> correct. Yeah, correct phrasing. Right, um, and crikey, I mean, as well coming into this, I presume you're aware of the Sun headline. Oh, what the thing? Uh, something, something. There's something about Shakira, coffee, and not a lot else. Yes, was it along and, those lines? Uh, yeah, and apparently the uh, Colombians ain't too happy. Um, the ambassador, Colombian ambassador, has uh, put his uh, annoyance um, towards us because um, the headline of the Sun was, you know, they've given us Shakira, coffee, whatever, and uh, something else, but the headline was cocaine. Oh yeah! Um, I've just worked uh, that out now. Yeah, cocaine. So, um, obviously, a little bit of a reference to, um, you know, the extracurricular activities that come from Colombia. Let's just say that. What people do in London, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just just as a general thing, you know, this game didn't really have that many talking points as more or less all the uh, round of 16 games have done with the exception of France Argentina they're not really not really that much apart from you know, there's been a lot of talk about or a lot there was a lot of talk on Twitter during about you know that's Colombians and their um, uh, keep it PG their poo housery and the way that they like to wind up the English players and yeah, it's, yeah. And, and and you know credit England for keep for keeping their head. I, in that I'd situation. like your advice on this, Matt, because you know I don't want to blow smoke up you, but you interview a lot of footballers, don't you, as part of your work? Um. Oh, yeah. 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 Um. Please explain to me how the upwards headbutt on the chin of Jordan Henderson in the first half. It was obviously a free kick that was going to go in and the guy gets headbutted. How, how is that not a penalty? He got a yellow card for it, fair enough, after a lot of consternation. Um, is that right? Is that right? Um, I don't know whether or not it's... You know... I'd have to go back and look at the and look at the headbutt again, but I don't think it's one of the you know in a thing of you know confrontation pulling the head back and headbutting. I'm trying to think if there's any been any famous scenarios of like do it of like actually pulling your head back and then thrusting it forward. But it was it was a constant movement sort of thing. Essentially, Matt, it was you'd have given a foul for it. It was a foul. Yeah, but. The ball wasn't in play. Yeah, it was it's an off-the-ball ball, thing. Ball. Yeah, it's just, so it's just, it wasn't off the pitch, but I said, you know, the ball hadn't been kicked yet. So does that is it different if you like? Maybe assault a player. Maybe it's maybe it's because it was you know it was a free kick and it's one of those things where you know everyone's 
everyone's jostling about and like Argy I said, like, yeah, Argy Bargy. And I've just, just literally just realised how can I forget the most famous headbirds in Alan Matarazzi? Obviously, shame on me. But, you know, it was one of those things. It wasn't a full headbite. It was something that was going on in the commotion. So it was a foul, but it wasn't a serious foul, if you sort of get what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. I do. I understand that. Yeah. Right. Um, I think there's only really now one major talking point we need to go to, and that is after... Crikey, it was 96, wasn't it? So, doing the maths, 22 years since England's last penalty shootout victory. That was against Spain, with obviously the whole Stuart Pearce incident. England have finally ridded the curse. And, you know, as I mentioned to Gareth Southgate, and I mentioned obviously Gareth Southgate, that he missed in the subsequent shootout against, West Germany, against Germany. Is this now... Yeah, we talk about how England haven't been mentally strong in tournaments in the past when they come up in penalty shootouts. But there's also been some talk about, you know, this is a new England squad. None of them have had that penalty shootout experience before, so they personally haven't gone through the heartbreak. Is this just the final mental barrier that the English team had to get through before now they can say, right, we can actually do something here, lads? I think so, Matt. I think you've you've touched on to something there. Um, I think um, there's always been a lot of sticking points about, you know, what are England's faux pas. But um, I think you've got something there. I think I would I would call Gareth Southgate's team as and their performance so far in this tournament as efficient. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Not spectacular, um, not amazing, um, but efficient. Yeah, just just doing enough, just doing enough to just get you know taking it one you know all the cliches, taking it one game at a time, adapting for your adapting for your opponents, and just you know one nil that will do us. It's it's now knockout football, you know, and just take and just take it every step from there. Yeah, and you, you can probably say the same for a lot of teams in this World Cup. Yes. And that brings us neatly onto uh, the next game, which is uh, Sweden versus uh, Sweden versus Switzerland. Again, there's not really much to talk about in that game, mainly because this was always going to be an England-centric, England-heavy uh, episode of the podcast, and B, because the game was shocking. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, during, during the game, you're looking for, you're looking for talking points, you know, was there a VAR decision? Was there, you know, an offside that was given that wasn't given because of VAR? Was there a, a, a red card that changed about? There really wasn't that much to talk about. Sweden scored via a, uh, a very lucky deflection. The goal, the ball was going right down the keeper's throat and then just knocked away from him. Switzerland didn't really put up that much of a fight. Um, and it, it's more or less the same sort of performance... As sort of what you've alluded to with with England, it's an if it's an efficient performance. It's just doing enough to get the job done. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would put it like um, a boxing ticket. You know, where you've got the the, the run up fights to the main event. Everybody, you know, who's watching in the world, the main event is England Colombia, right? And they're they're all wondering. Can England make it into the last eight or anything like that? I think the first match, Switzerland-Sweden, was 
sort of like the warm-up fight. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, okay, so, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, it's good, but, um, right, now we've got, like, uh, next, we go on to the heavyweight. Yeah, someone mentioned that, I think it may have been Paddy Power, that, um, with the exception of France-Uruguay, uh, France-Argentina, rather, all the good games have been the evening games. It's just, you know, some some lucky, co- some lucky coincidence that the, the better of the two round of 16 games has been the one in the evening. And that's just, you know, luck of, luck of the draw. Can I, can I just raise a, a question? Um, I'd like your opinion on, yep. as a, Matt, as a sort of like, you know, an objective person because you support Wales. Yep. I have said time and time again to people and they poo-poo-poo-pooed me. And I said... Colombia is the best team England could have got, right? Um, Japan, I think, would have knocked England out. Um, from your point of view, I mean, obviously Belgium did amazing to recover on that. I think that Japan side would have knocked England straight out. Um, yeah, and... Yeah, um I, I don't think Japan would have knocked them out, but I think they would have they would have given them a hell of a go as they did the Belgians. You know, I said this. I think it was after the England Panama game. I was talking to uh, you. I was talking to you and James about it. The the Japanese, you will not be able to outrun them. You know, if if there's tired legs in the last ten minutes, they'll be able to pounce. You're the, right. The only thing that Japan got wrong, Japan could very easily have gone and you know if that went to extra time, Japan could have won that game. But they just got—I don't want to say they got greedy—but their, their man, their management of the game off uh, towards the end, putting so many men forward and leaving them viable to a counterattack, was bad. If they'd have held out, I think I think Japan would have won that game. So yeah, I, though I do agree with you that Colombia of the two was probably was probably the better team for England for England to play. Plus, because. It's, you know, we've talked a lot about the easy side of the draw, so on. So, you know, James dismisses the idea, and to an extent I agree with him. It was, you either had the quote-unquote easy game first, and then three hard games, or you had one hard game, and then three quote-unquote easy games. So, or two two easy games, rather, to get to, get to the final. Yeah. So, so there's really... I mean, yeah, go on, uh, go on. Sorry, I'm just sorry, just interrupt you because I, I've just thought of something myself. Is that I just want to give you know Gareth Southgate hasn't had the best you know praise from us on Man of the Post, but I'll tell you what when he brought him on uh, Vardy on the 86th minute, yep. I thought. That is brave. I, right? I, I thought it was the right I, I was like, what are you doing? But I was like thinking, I'm so proud of you. We're going to try and finish it off. And I think, actually, in a weird sort of way, England deserved to go on, uh, through on penalties just because of that brave decision England made. Yeah, absolutely. I I was saying and I tweeted out that you know, I had this this feeling in the in the pit of my stomach that Jamie Vardy was going to go and score the winning because it, it it's it's the perfect situation in that it's the perfect substitution for that situation. You've got tiring legs. 
um, for the Colombians. And what does Jamie Vardy do? He he's one that will never stop running. Just pop balls over the top. Uh, it was probably difficult against the against the three man defence. But the idea, Jamie Vardy will not stop running for that ball. So if you put the ball towards him, he'll do the set. He'll he'll do that. You know, similar with Marcus Rashford as well. Yeah. You start stretching him. You start tired legs. You give Vardy and Rashford, you know, go for him. So I'll give so I'll give Gareth, uh, Gareth Southgate credit. You know, he's as I said, as I said towards the start, he's got something about him. But do I think he's yeah. As I say, it was the best decision at the time, given you know, given the, the given the scenario, and it's obviously proved so far to be the right. Do you think Gareth Southgate's now done enough to say, right, it was the right decision to appoint him in the first place, or do you think he's still got you know to beat Sweden in the quarterfinal and then whoever it is in the same? Do you think he now, given the way the tournament's opened up, do you think it's now final or? I don't want to say final or failure for Gareth Southgate, but will he be? You no, know, does he have to get to the final to be considered a good manager, sort of thing? No, absolutely not. I think the FA have fallen on their feet. Um, before they had Sam Allardyce, who you know got caught out rightly, uh, you know drinking his pints of wine, and Gareth Southgate basically took the job temporarily and then permanently because he was doing such good work with the under 21s um, I, I don't think it was planned I think he accidentally fell into the job but I, I I don't know if he's been having lessons on leadership and how to be great and everything but whatever it is it is working so um, I, I believe personally for me He's already surpassed expectations. Um, I do believe the FA will give him an even bigger contract uh, moving on from this, no matter what. Um, and I genuinely said, you know, like in the preview podcast, I thought England would struggle to get out of the uh, group stage. So for them to be here at this point, I think it's pretty damn impressive, actually. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. I, I sort of agree. You know, as much as I said, England would get to this stage. I think they've done some some good work to get through. You know that whole thing with Belgium. We'll only really know if that was the right decision. I mean, Matt, road. Matt. To be fair, I mean, you know, as a Wales fan, it's not a million miles different from what Chris Coleman did. No, yeah, yeah galvanising the team, making them better than the better than some of their parts, sort of thing. Yeah, he he wasn't like you know. It's not like you bring in, you know, Fabio Capello or um, Bertie Folds like Scottish did. You know, you you went to someone who knew what they were doing, and a lot of people were like, mm, "Not so sure about him. Can he do it?" Um, yes, he can, and and he did it, didn't he? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just realising, you know, not that I'd want to sort of kill the conversation there, but I've just looked and we are sort of running out of time. And there's re- there's only really one more topic that we really need to get to. Now the, the round of 16 is finished, the tournament sort of resets again. We take a, uh, a couple of days break. Games now aren't until Friday afternoon. We kick off with, I believe it's Fr- France-Uruguay. So, 
at this stage, yeah, as I said, everything resets. We're now down to eight teams. France, Uruguay, Brazil, Belgium, Russia, Croatia, Sweden, England. All I have to say is we're now down, we're down to eight teams. Who do you see as the favourites from here and who do you think are going to come out are going to come out on top with it all well, well well, first of all a coward's answer God knows um, because if you had to name the eight that got to the last eight here um, you'd be a very and you put a bet on it you'd be a very rich man yeah, um, France. You could have probably seen Brazil, most yes. Belgium. I'm just looking. I'm of the eight. I'm just looking at you. Three, maybe four, depending on how you feel with England. I'm just looking at it. Yeah, so less than less than half. I'd say we're probably expected to be here. But yeah, that being said, I'm not going to be a coward, Matt. I'm going to. You've asked me who you think I'm going to win. Who's going to win it? Um, it's with a heavy heart, but I'm thinking Belgium. I could, I could, I can see a thing. I, I can see a thing. Here's the thing: anyone from the left, sort of as I look on it on the wall chart, it's either the left hand side or the top half, depending on which wall chart you're using. Um, on the left side of the France, Uruguay, Brazil, Belgium, any single one of them, you can make a case for winning the World Cup. On the right-hand side, or bottom half, you can you can sort of make a case for England. I can't see anything for the other three, so I think it's going to come from those five. You know, giving no disrespect to Croatia, who've done who've done fantastically. Russia, who was sort of pulling a South Korea from two thousand and two and just yeah. riding, riding the home momentum. Despite being, you know, heavy underdogs, um, I just, it, as I, it's, it, I, well, I'll, yeah, get the words out, edit that out, please, Ross. Who, it's, it is really an open tournament. I, I think it's going to come from the left hand side, France, Uruguay, Brazil, Belgium. But for the life of me, it's, I'm struggling to pick one, and I think I'm just going to have to go with, go with the form book and say, on their day, just, just. Trust the Brazilians. I, that's definitely uh, it's a cop out answer, but I just think there's some there's something about I, I talked about redemption with Gareth Southgate earlier after the seven one with uh, Germany in 2014, then winning the Olympic tournament in 2016, which the Brazilians you know, saw as a you know as a, as a as a redemption to then go and win the World Cup. I think that sort of completes the cycle, if you will. So I just think on a mental. On a mental element, I'm I'm giving it I'm giving it to Brazil, but I can easily see any of that for winning the World Cup, and I wouldn't be surprised. So what you're saying to me, Matt, is that you love a Brazilian? Yes, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to bring smut into this, your mother is in the room. How dare you speak like that when your mother is in the room? <laughs> um, if you want to, yeah, if you want to go that line, fine, absolutely, go for it. I, and I've just realised I've up, I've just upset Jesse, our resident Uruguayan, by saying that. But sorry, but it's just. But when, do you? when you come down to it, I just think just go with the Brazilians. They're just, just go with the form. Just that's what you must go with Brazilians. That's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah just. Yeah. So anyway, that anyway, that's my that's my official prediction. I'm going with the I'm going with Brazil. Cool. Right. 
that I think more or less wraps it up, mainly because as I've said before, and I'll repeat to say, we're on a half hour time limit thanks to our boss Ross. So all that's left for me to do is to wrap this up and say thank you very much for listening. This is Man on the Post. You can list you can follow us on Twitter at Man on the Post. You can follow each of us on Twitter. I am at Matt Reese 63 at M-A-T-T-R-H-Y-S. Colin is on Twitter and he is Cass707. And all that's left for me now to say is goodbye and thank you very much for listening. And again, a thank you very much for Colin's mother for joining us. All that's left for really for us to say is to say a goodbye from me and a goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. And please always remember to have your man on the post. <laughs>